Well, listen to Weird AF News. Sounds so good when it hits your ears. Don't listen to mainstream news. That shit will bring you to tears. In other words, Weird AF News. In other words, Jonesy loves you. A woman posed as a pharmacist in Walgreens for many years, handing out almost a million prescriptions. The police raid an illegal strip club in North Carolina, and the owner says, No, no, that stripper pole is not a stripper pole. It's uh, it's for my wife and daughter to exercise. Haha. <laughs> and these Indians don't want you to have babies because life sucks. These weird stories are what's on this particular episode of my podcast, Weird AF News with Jonesy. It's here for your enjoyment. Yay! A woman poses as a Walgreens pharmacist for years and hands out almost a million prescriptions. This is in San Jose, California. A Bay Area woman's accused of posing as a pharmacist, handing out nearly a million prescriptions before she was caught. According to the Board of Pharmacy, Kim Thien Lee told them she'd attended Creighton University, but the records revealed she'd never graduated from this university. When the board asked her for her pharmacist license number, they said they discovered Lee had used the license numbers of two pharmacists with similar names. During questioning, she told the board, me and my son would be very grateful if you could just forget about this. (laughs) If you could just... (laughs) Yeah, I find that works a lot in situations where you've um, you've <laughs> you've been a criminal. <laughs> you, just, you know, it would be a lot easier for everyone involved if you guys just forgot about this. You know, this fact that I've been transporting drugs across the border for several years. <laughs> hey, we found a we found a body in your basement. Yeah, you know, me and my son would be very grateful if you could just forget about this this body you found in our basement. <laughs> According to the documents filed by the Pharmacy Board of California, this woman handed out 745,355 prescriptions in the course of a decade as not only a pharmacist, but a pharmacy manager. How the hell do you pull this off? This is unbelievable. I can't even get a date. This woman's... This woman somehow decides one day I'm going to be a pharmacy manager and then does it for 10 years. It's outstanding. She worked at a Walgreens in San Jose, in Milpitas, and Fremont. Here's a quote. I'm just shocked beyond belief. It's someone who's shocked. There's so many people that are shocked these days. I'm just shocked beyond belief that this would happen here at Walgreens, a place that we trust. Oh, really? You trust Walgreens that much? (laughs) Okay, listen. I've been to a Walgreens. Slow it down, okay? (laughs) It ain't like an upstanding CVS, I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) I'm choking on my caffeine. Here, here's more from this shocked customer. It really makes me suspect of how we're checking our pharmacist's backgrounds. Yeah, sure. Well, Lee isn't the only one in trouble. The board is looking at revoking Walgreens' pharmacy license at the stores where she worked. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, but you probably should look into that, yeah, because uh, you can't be hiring someone who just rolls up and says, oh, yeah, I know everything about pills. Um, you're a pharmacist? You have a pharmacy degree? No, no, I've just been addicted to painkillers for a decade, so I just, I know, you know, 
You show me the pill and I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> can, I, can I work here? Can I get a job here? Uh, Walgreens couldn't tell the board if they requested or reviewed Lee's pharmacist license and couldn't furnish her employment application during the agency's investigation. They couldn't even find her employment application? That's whacked. This is a major HR gaffe. Is that a word? Gaff? Doesn't that mean like screw up? I'm trying to use um, better language. I want to say I want to say the f bomb up, f up. But you know I'm trying to keep it. So instead I'm going to say things like, uh, "Wow, that sounds like a major gaff." <laughs> there could be kids listening. I don't know. You're on a smart speaker. Just trying to cover my bases here, guys. Walgreens. Here's another shocked individual. There's so many shocked individuals these days. So easy to find. Just go on the street with your microphone. Are, are you shocked, sir? Are you are you shocked, mi- shocked, miss? There's somebody's there. Everybody's shocked about something. Walgreens should have done a better job in screening, this person said. Wow, you sound like a brilliant individual. You should actually be the CEO of Walgreens. <laughs> really? Should have done a better job? No shit. Captain Obvious. <laughs> a Walgreens spokesperson said that Lee stopped working for the company and that the company undertook a re-verification of the licenses of all our pharmacists nationwide to ensure that this was an isolated incident. Yeah, it probably should be an isolated incident to have um, somebody who's never written a prescription before to then write a million of them <laughs> without the credentials. Yeah, you should probably um, make sure this isn't an isolated incident. <laughs> when asked how Lee was able to work at Walgreens for so long under the guise that she was a pharmacist, the spokesperson did not want to comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you say to that? It's just such a, it's such a major screw up. Uh, I got to hand it to her though. Kudos. Some people, you know, you, you have a dream and you don't, you don't let anything stop you. You know, how funny would it be to find out that somebody uh, became an astronaut and, f- and flew into orbit without the credentials, but this, you know, <laughs> like we found out that astronaut Stan Kroenke was not, was not uh he was not a graduate of any aeronautical university. He, he did not have that astronautical, astronautical <laughs> uh, paperwork that we were looking for. I want to see something like that. This is a story about, this isn't a story about a criminal. This is a story about someone who never gave up on their dreams. <laughs> well, after the police raid a illegal strip club in North Carolina, the man says that his wife and daughter actually were using that stripper pole to exercise. Yeah, not a strip club. This is an exercise place. <laughs> Police in North Carolina raided a man's home on Friday over allegations that he was using his garage as an unlicensed strip club. Mm, hilarious. And you got to see a photo of this piece of crap garage. I mean, who the hell would... Who would go- if you took me to this place and was like, hey, we're, I'm taking you to a strip club, it's, it's your bachelor party, Jonesy. I'd be like, this is not a strip club. This looks like a place of murder. The homeowner said the authorities made, made a mistake in accusing him of running an illegal strip club. This is a big mistake. And that, in fact, the stripper pole in his, in his self-described man cave was simply used by his wife and his daughter to exercise. You know. His daughter's a little chubby. He's like, you know, get your five-year-old ass up on that pole, girl, and, and work it off. <laughs> totally believable. According to a local media affiliate, multiple law enforcement agencies took part in the raid of an illegal strip club at a rural home in Iredell County. 
or maybe it's pronounced Iridel County. The agencies claim to have recorded, I'm sorry, recovered an undisclosed amount of marijuana, alcohol, and weapons from Buster's Strip Club, is what it's called. <laughs> Statesville, North Carolina. He called it Buster's Strip Club. I don't see a sign out front that says Buster's Strip Club. I'm going to I'm gonna say, uh, and I'm going to bet if you look for uh, this strip club on Yelp, it's not going to be there. <laughs> Maybe I should create, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a, uh, a Yelp, because if, if you haven't seen my Yelp account, it's pretty funny. Uh, I've done some fake Yelp reviews for places that don't exist, and I like to just be funny on my Yelp reviews, so I'm going to create one for Buster Strip Club after I get the address from this. <laughs> you better believe that's going down. Oh, man. So state and county officials targeted the residence of a 58-year-old man named David Lee Yates Jr. Um, shit, I know a comedian named Dave Yates. This is funny. Uh, here in Los Angeles. After numerous... They, they contacted him after numerous local Tar Heels, which I guess is what they call people in North Carolina. I still don't know why. Uh, I'm sure one of my listeners will tell me. Uh, after locals allegedly submitted anonymous complaints about the activities said to be occurring at what the North Carolina Department of Public Safety termed, quote, an illegal adult entertainment nightclub. Hmm. Anytime you have... You're having drinking and stripping. You're going to have shooting and fighting, one of the neighbors said. You don't need stuff like that. Not here, around this neighborhood. You don't see stuff around here like this. Oh, you don't? In rural North Carolina? Mm. <laughs> Slow your roll, neighbor. The point of view wasn't exactly unanimous. That's where... Here's a quote from a neighbor. That's where guys get together and have fun, I guess. <laughs> oh, they didn't invite this particular neighbor named Tim. He must be, he's very salty about it. He's like, that's where the guys get together and have fun, I guess. I've never been allowed in there, geez. He says, I don't think much of it. It's not my kind of thing that I would go, that I would go to personally. But I guess if men like that kind of thing, that's for them. I don't care about it. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> it's not my kind of thing, you know, a guy's daughter dancing on a pole <laughs> in a dilapidated garage that looks like it's infested with cockroaches and <laughs> a lot of white people with no teeth. Uh, <laughs> the neighbor also con also contradicted law enforcement's reasoning behind the raid, saying that he never heard a complaint. <laughs> this neighbor's cool with it. He's just, you know, he's, he's, it's not my thing, but I mean, if you want to go over there with your rifle, smoke some of that marijuana and enjoy them strippers... That's that's your business. I actually like this guy. He's a he's a very hands-off guy. He's very much like if you want to have fun in the privacy of your own garage, sir, you go and do that. And I'm I'm about I'm all about that as well. Uh <laughs> Let, we're going to all sit back and pretend that a strip club should be uh, you know, that well, 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 you know, hey, you better Well, if you're going to have a strip club, you better do it right. You better you better be classy about it. I mean, get out of here. At the end of the day, it's, it's naked women uh, being demeaned, right? <laughs> A bunch of men. I mean, let's, get out. let's try and let's wrap our heads around what it really is at the end of the day. Uh, so whether it takes place uh, in a fancy nightclub or in someone's garage, I mean, it, really? Are we going to have a dogfight over this? Um, I don't like the amount of guns involved in the situation. I have to tell you that. But this is North Carolina. I assume that that's just 
There's a lot of guns involved in anything going on in a garage. <laughs> uh, the reporter pushed Lindley on local zoning laws and neighborhood suitability for such an establishment. Lindley, the owner of this place, insisted that it still wasn't a problem as long as it was kept at a medium and out of sight of the general public and children. No, no, no. Lindley, Lindley is actually the neighbor who said that this is not a problem as long as it's kept out of sight of the, of the children and the general public. I kind of agree with him. If everybody's there at their own volition, what's the problem, you know? If the strippers want to be doing that and it's, it's their own, you know, it's their own choice, what's the problem? Um, you, and you, what are you going to argue that, oh, well, no, because the actual strip clubs themselves are, um, you know, they're licensed and so those strippers are licensed. Is there, is there, are the strippers really licensed at those clubs? Hello? Do you know how many underground bachelor parties that where they, where they hire strippers off Craigslist and shit? Like, there's like a underground strippers that you can just hire for your bachelor party. They're not like, they're not like vetted through a club. Those women are there at their own volition, making money. So, so what? This guy's having a thing in his in his garage. I don't care. Leave the guy alone. Unless the, unless they're being way too loud for the neighbors, and there's, you hear gunshots going off, or they're forcing. The, the youth to, to work the pole in the area. That's not, this is not a problem. Yates, the guy who's doing all this, declined an on-camera interview, but did admit to selling moonshine out of his man cave. He still refuses to call it anything but a man cave. Nope, that's my man cave. And I admit I was selling moonshine. <laughs> Yates was the only person in the house at the time of the raid. He was ultimately charged with selling alcoholic beverages without obtaining a license from the North Carolina Alcoholic Beverage Control Commission. Well, you got to spin that, buddy. You got to say, I'm not selling moonshine. I'm taking donations for the moonshine. <laughs> uh, am, I, am I an idiot? Let me just ask that. Am I dumb? Maybe I am. I must be dumb. These Indians don't want you to have babies because life sucks. A growing tribe of child free proponents believes that children shouldn't be made to suffer, suffer life, and that this is the best way to ease the strain on our Mother Earth. New Delhi, a Mumbai resident, Raphael Samuel, age 27, plans to take his parents to court for giving birth to him without his consent. I don't know how you, how do you, what world is this guy living in where you can give pre-birth consent? In some other universe before you're born, you can give consent? This paperwork over there? I don't understand what this is. I agree with, I'm a, I'm a proponent of being child-free personally, obviously. I've had a vasectomy. I believe in this shit. But, uh. I, I'm not so unreasonable that I would sue my goddamn parents for birthing me because I'm a jerk. <laughs> oh, man. I love my parents. We have a great relationship. But they had me for their joy and their pleasure. My life has been amazing, but I don't see why I should put another life through the rigmarole of school and finding a career, especially when they didn't even ask to exist. There is a term for the belief that this guy Samuel holds. It's called antinatalism. Antinatalists like Samuel don't have a negative disposition towards children or life. Well, it sounds like they do. But simply believe life, which has not given its consent to life, to live, should not be brought into the world. In other words, if a child has not agreed to be born and thus to be the subject to life's difficulties, one doesn't have the right to give birth to it. Other Indian people must know that this is an option not to have children and to ask your parents for an explanation as to why they gave birth to, and why they gave birth to you, Samuel said. Sure, you should ask your parents why they gave birth to you. And I would imagine that a lot of times the reason that someone gave birth comes from ego, which is one, one of the reasons. It's a principle. Um, it, it's, what le it's what's led for me to have a vasectomy because I think um, there's only one instance in which having children doesn't come from ego. 
Um, and I, I, we can get into that later. That's a whole separate discussion. But yeah, so ask your parents, why did they have you? You know, I was pretty much an accident myself. I was a, I was a product of teenagers, uh, you know, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, voluntary human extinction movement. Samuel is part of a growing tribe of child-free proponents who sometimes also call themselves Voluntary Human Extinction Movement or VHEM activists. Has, has anyone heard of this? I've never heard of this before. They believe children should not be brought into the world. Okay. Um, although small in number, the movement, is, which is nicknamed Stop Making Babies, has big dreams to set up a national-level organization that works on spreading awareness about child-free living. Um, okay. I, I mean, I'm into it. I think this is a, a good cause. I think your reasoning behind it is a little weird, where you... you, you <laughs> to say that uh, you should only be able to come into the world if you agreed to it is a little uh, pathological, I think. I think it's it's a sign of a misunderstanding on how life works <laughs> and where babies come from, where life comes from. Uh, but your end goal, which is to raise awareness about not having babies, I think is is admirable, in my opinion. At the forefront of the movement is uh, someone named Pratama, an engineering graduate based in a place that I can't pronounce. Uh, Pratama is young, age 28, and committed to never having children. This is completely voluntary, nonviolent movement. We don't want to impose our beliefs on anyone, but more people need to consider why having a baby in the world right now isn't right. Sure. I agree. But don't say things like, uh, you can also sue your parents because you did not agree to be born. Uh, because that just taints your mission, in my opinion. Like, you're just, you're just making your organization look a little bit crazy. Just stick with the, um, let's save the planet and not make a baby argument. All right, and I think you'll be I think you'll be a lot safer. I think people will be more inclined to give money to your organization and to join your organization if you take out the crazy, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> it's like don't let's not go let's not go full on Manson and start killing our parents because we didn't ask to be born. There are plenty of reasons to join this movement, says this person, from not succumbing to societal pressure to reproduce to easing the strain on Earth's resources. Plus, there are plenty of children in need of adoption. Absolutely, I agree with all of these things. Child-free advocates have set up their own social media pages, some of which have gained traction. Samuel has an anti-natalist page, and it's followed by nearly 400 people. What, is that <laughs> is that traction to you, article? Pr- Pratima's Child-Free India has a, nearly 100 followers. What, what this, isn't, this, isn't a, this isn't a movement. <laughs> In truth, young urban Indians have been choosing not to have children for some years now, despite the stigma attached to it. But India's emerging child-free movement seeks to ease the burden of that choice on individuals and couples by providing solidarity and support while also advocating the end of procreation to, quote, save the earth. The gathering will hold its first national meeting on February 10th in Bangalaru, Benga- Bengaluru, where it will decide what shape the movement will take. Well, I have a suggestion for you. Movement, take a more reasonable... Uh, shape and take out some of the crazy and you'll be good. Um, and there's no surprise that this movement comes out of India. This is a very overpopulated um, place. Um, speaking to friends of mine who have been to some of the major metropolis, metropolises, metropoli in India, they, you know, and I, one particular friend of mine, we live together in New York City um, and he's been to Hong Kong. He's been everywhere. He was like, 
There was no more crowded place that I've ever seen in my life than India. It was shocking. It was like you had to... You had to step out and go back to your hotel room and just like take a breath because it was just too many people. It was just crazy. So it's uh, it's it's pretty. Uh, it's, so it's natural that a, a movement like this would come out of a place like India. And I am. What, what do you guys think of this, though? What do you think of this anti-child? Are you, are you ready to join the anti-child movement with Jonesy? Are you ready to go out there and get vasectomies? Hum, come on, guys. Let's go. Let's save the planet together. Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of my mind. I realize that. You don't need to go with me on any of these things. In fact, you may disagree with me. You may say, hey, Jonesy, no, we need more people on this planet. Having children is, is something we should be high-fiving over. Uh, we're not running out of clean water. No, 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 that's not what's happening. The, <laughs> the food isn't tainted. All the food is poison. All the food is poison. Carrots, poison. Celery, poison. Chicken pot pie, poison. Hey, so did you guys enjoy that Frank Sinatra um, song parody I did at the beginning? I thought you might. Um, <laughs> I love Frank Sinatra so much. That's that's something you should know about me. Occasionally I have dreams about being a lounge singer, you know, smoking a cigar, wearing a bow tie. Mm, that sounds lovely. Sipping scotch. <laughs> Classy, baby. Hey, so listen, I hope you enjoyed the weird stories today. I want to give some shout outs to people who reached out to me, notably... Cameron and Harry Deline, who on Instagram, um, the son Cameron reached out and said, Hey, bro, just wanted to say keep doing what you're doing. Me and my dad listen to you every morning, and Florida Friday is our favorite. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um, I love Florida Friday, too. It's my favorite. Uh, also, a shout-out to uh, Vin Papineau, who reached out to me on Twitter. says, Love your show. I share it to my site regularly. Um and that's really nice of you. Any anytime you want to share the show, man, that's just that's that's such a like a it's such a great way to thank me. Um, I love that. Share it on social media on your website, whatever, whatever. I think that's fantastic. Uh, also, Megan reached out to me uh, via email regarding emotional support animals. She says, "I just started listening to your podcast, and I have to say, it's pretty darn funny. I found the fake emotional support animal stories funny, but mostly just frustrating." I have a guide dog myself, and he has gone through lots of training to behave appropriately in public. Many legitimate service animals are having a tough time with fake service animals. Uh, This results in stricter protocols to make sure these animals are legitimate, which sometimes causes more hassle for the people who have actual need for service animals. This also causes more denied access for people with real service animals since owners of businesses don't know what animals are real or fake. So if you want a service animal or emotional support animal, please get it from a school which specially trains these animals or properly follow the protocol to train one yourself. Buying a fake vest and having an animal which causes havoc in public is a problem, and frankly, it is unsafe. Well, that was my rant of the day. Sincerely, Megan and her guide dog, Luca, from Ontario. I got a lot of fans in Canada, which I'm loving. Thank you for giving us another uh, point of view on the emotional support animals, which is from the, the perspective of someone who has one and is frustrated that all these fake emotional support animals are screwing it up for you. And I would be, I would be pissed as well. This is a shame. I, yesterday, in fact, I went to the emotional support animals website, the organization where you can register. And I did, I hit the drop down list of animals that are on there. I couldn't believe it. There's rat, uh, chinchilla, uh, a, a miniature pony. Was it a tiny pony? Miniature Pony, I think, something like that. There's a couple others that were suspect. 
I'm like, this is one of the reasons why it's, no one's taking you seriously. If you go to register your emotional support scorpion, how the hell am I supposed to take all of the emotional support animals seriously? And I, so, Megan, I feel bad for you. You're, you're obviously someone who has a need for a real guide dog and a service animal. And the, the, it, you know, and the service animal pool is being tainted by people who are screwing around and the organization isn't helping either. They're, you know, listen, here, here's how it works, right? The money is behind a lot of this, right? So you have an organization. This is what I think is going on. From, this is what I, the opinion I got from the website. Uh, this website gets a fee, okay, if you register with them. So obviously they want to register as many animals as possible. So like they let in so many emotional support animals. Obviously over the past few years, this is, what's, this is another factor that I think has caused uh, the problem. And you go on their website and they have a, th a place you can shop. You can get your vests and stuff. They're making money off this. And then they've watered down the pool of emotional service animals. And then it's, so it's, it's caused the situation. Oh, it's terrible. And so someone like you who really needs one it gets, is, is, is hurt by it. And um, so I feel bad. So thank you for writing. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting all emotional this morning. This is, this is great. I think I need some emotional support. I also need some financial support. Uh, it's so you should go to my Patreon. Yeah, straight up. I'm going to just totally prostitute myself out right now with the Patreon. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Yeah, go there. Give Jonesy a couple bucks a month. Why not? Do it. Keep me caffeinated. You know you need it. Yeah, you need it five days a week, just like I need it five days a week. So bring it. You get, you get bonus episodes on there. You get some really cool shit in the background on there. So go check it out. It's great. Um, and I'm just putting more and more stuff up there all the time. If you want to call the show, it's easy. 646-450-2012. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can DM me at funnyjones on Instagram and Twitter. And Comedian Jonesy on Facebook. Uh, any other instructions? No. Just enjoy the show and tell your friends. Oh, I was going to read a uh, review. Let's see if I can find... I had a couple of reviews on here. Let's see where they are. la di da These are iTunes reviews. I've been listening to this wonderful weird news show for years. It's always one of my first listen podcasts in my queue. Jonesy is a solid guy. He delivers weird news stories cold, and we get to experience his emotional take on each one. He laughs, sings, jokes, rants, gets serious, and uh, gets <laughs> and gets weird. But my favorite part is the underlying positivity and love for his fellow man. Oh, that's so sweet. Weird AF news. I never know what I'm going to get, but I know it's going to be damn entertaining. Listen today. That's from Mixed Media Forest. Amazing. Uh, someone else writes, Mandy, I think it is, uh, five stars, bad host, but good stories. Well, thank you. <laughs> someone else wrote, from Canada, one of the best podcasts for news and its hilariousness. And then um, someone else wrote, it's the best, five stars. Man, this is absolutely funny. Florida Fridays are the best. I love that. Uh, see, I read the bad ones too. Why not? Bring it on. Hey, listen, that would do me a solid and rate me and give me some stars and write a review on iTunes because I think that really helps. Um, I, I looked into this. I looked into this podcast industry, guys, and apparently if you leave me a review and give me five stars, it, it, like, it does something positive. Like it, it brings me up the chart, you know, up the news chart. How funny would it be for Weird AF News to be uh, way up there on the podcast chart, like next to serious news sources like, I don't know, NPR and CNN and all that crap. All that crap that makes me gag. Ugh. 
Did you did you did you listen to the CNN podcast today? Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry.